and welcome back to the Quick Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Eli Tabot, and today we're going to be talking about college football, the NFL games of Week 13, and the NFL playoff picture, more importantly, the NFC playoff picture. And knowing me as a Giants fan, I want to talk about the NFC East playoff picture, by far the worst division in football right now, and how is this playoff picture going to be really interesting with the bad teams in the division. Alrighty, so starting off is college football. College football rivalry week just ended, and currently there are two top four teams that are undefeated, Ohio State and LSU. Both of these teams deserve the one and two ranks, but LSU, in my opinion, deserves the number one rank overall. Ohio State has been given it for the past few weeks, and after beating one top 10 opponent, they have it. LSU has beat four top 10 opponents, and they've beat four other top 25 opponents. Ohio State, again, with four other top 25 opponents, as well as LSU. So why is it that LSU is number two and Ohio State is number one? I think bias from how often Ohio State is a top four team, how often they go undefeated, and how good of a program they have there is the reason that Ohio State is number one overall. And the fact that LSU has not been in the top 10 teams in a few years also adds into the decision-making of the ranking of LSU at number two. I strongly disagree with this because of the fact that Ohio State beat a top 10 Penn State team whereas LSU beat a Auburn team, an Alabama team, a Florida team, and they, they're playing Georgia this week, who they should beat. And if they do, this should cement them as the number one overall team. But I don't know, in comparison to Ohio State right now and how, how much leverage they're getting in the ratings, how LSU will rank if they beat Georgia. Because we've seen LSU beat top 10 teams and be ranked at two, and at times where Ohio State has barely beat any top 10 teams, it's just interesting to see how they're going to be ranked for the college football playoff, especially. Now, going into the college football playoff, it is a four-team playoff that is, aside from the bowl games, they play for, four teams will play for the national championship. And your rating very much affects who you play, because if LSU is number one overall, they're going to play the number four overall team, which is most likely easier than the number three overall team that'd be competing against the number two. And this is just huge because if LSU were to get that one boost of playing that number four overall team, it could change whether they're in the championship or not. And this would just totally redefine how uh, the national championship would be played. There's another idea that's become very popular as well recently. It's the idea for an eight-team college football playoff, which makes a lot more sense given the fact that no, no one wants to see just four teams play for this. In almost all of the sports, you have at least eight or more teams playing for this championship. And to see in college football, eight teams with guys who are playing maybe the last season of football ever, who are playing their first season, are all these teams who are just competing for this, this tournament and this championship, that would be much more interesting to watch, especially as someone who doesn't like college football. I would much rather watch this eight-team championship tournament than the four-team one that it's currently set at. And it, you'd have much more leverage and, and the ability to put in teams that are on the bubble. Uh, as compared to now where you have four teams, you have a most of the time you have a solidified one and two and probably three. But that four, four seed in the college football playoff gets mixed up between, oh, who should be? Should be Georgia, Alabama, 
Utah, Oregon, teams like that that are in this contention and that no one knows how to figure out where they're placed in the college football playoff. So for people who don't really pay attention to college football, uh, similar to me and how I used to be, uh, Alabama has been a dynasty. So you may be asking, hey, why is Alabama, why aren't you mentioning them as a one or two team? Why aren't you mentioning them on this bubble? Are they the number three team? No, they've lost two games for the first time in 10 years and two games that they should have won probably. Uh, they lost to LSU. It was a, a good game, a game they should have won, but they played badly. They gave the ball away too many times. And then they lost to Auburn, who 15 overall team, your five overall team is Alabama. You got to you gotta win that game. So in this situation right now, Alabama has been knocked out of contention for this college football playoff which is the first time in a long time where they don't have a good chance at the national championship, and you're not going to see that uh, for a long time. You haven't seen that for a while. You probably won't see it for a while because of how good Nick Saban is and how good that recruiting class is. So Alabama, disappointment in the season, but it's sort of refreshing to see some new teams coming in, such as LSU, Ohio State, maybe Georgia going to one, Penn State. I highly doubt they will, though. Uh, but Utah could. There are teams that could sneak in. That, that'll be refreshing uh, to see this not Alabama. Now moving on to the Week 13 games in the NFL that are going to be really important for the playoffs for the NFL this year. Uh, some of these games include the New England Patriots versus the Houston Texans, San Francisco 49ers versus the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Green Bay Packers. However, they're playing the Giants. It's going to be important for the year because they're playing a very uh, they're competing with a very good uh, Minnesota team that that's going to be for the division, and no one really knows how the wild card spot's going to play out because of good wildcard teams throughout the NFC. I think the most influential game of this week is going to be Baltimore versus San Francisco. You have the best team in the NFC currently, and the hottest, and in my opinion, the best team in the AFC playing each other at once. The best, One of the best defenses in the league, and one of the best offenses in the league. The offense has Lamar Jackson, who's going to be the MVP this year because of how good he is as a runner and a thrower. This game is going to decide how the rest of San Francisco's season go, especially in the case that they're competing with uh, Seattle, who is 9-2, San Francisco is 10-1. Seattle wins this, and San Francisco loses, then Seattle can take the division much easier than they would have been able to with a San Francisco win. And so this, this game is going to come down to, I think, Lamar Jackson and how he plays in case to the San Francisco defense, is he going to pass better? Is he going to run better? Or how will he run in accordance to how good this defense is and has been the rest of this, this whole year? The number two game, in my opinion, is Houston versus New England. New England Patriots defense is the best in the NFL, hands down. It's better than the 49ers because of their ability to take away the ball and let a very few points per game. The Houston offense, however, great passing game. Really good quarterback, great receivers such as Will Fuller V and DeAndre Hopkins, who are two of the best receivers in the league and come together with to form a really great receiving combo. They have a running back in Carlos Hyde, who has had really good years before. He's a good player, but he's sort of he's on and off. And if he's on in this game on Sunday night, then Houston will have a great chance to beat the Patriots. And the Patriots don't have the best offense. 14 points per game in the last four games is not good, especially for Tom Brady and the caliber he usually plays at. This offense needs to step it up because Houston's defense as well, coming against that, 
It's not it's not a bad defense. It's a pretty good defense. It's top 10. It's going to go against this offense, which has, which has been bad recently. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Because if New England's defense can't play the standard it has been, the offense is going to fall off. The Patriots could lose this. It's, it's a very important game in the fact that New England needs to stay steady because the Bills are on their tail. And if they lose this game and lose a few other close games coming down the stretch, they could lose the division. And that would be huge, huge for this playoff picture because you don't know how far New England's going to go. And when New England gets knocked out of the playoffs, the playoffs are up for grabs by almost every team because of that mentality that New England's basically unbeatable in the playoffs, that's going to go away. You're going to play a team that, hey, maybe you're playing the Ravens or the Chiefs. You're going to be like, wait, wait, wait. We're not playing the Patriots. We're playing this team that we can beat. We've beat them earlier this year. However, they're good. We can beat them again. Finally, I think instead of one game to watch, I think there are three games to watch. Actually, four. It's the games with the rookie quarterbacks this year. Uh, the Broncos are now starting their rookie quarterback, Drew Locke, who was hyped up. People thought he could have been a first-rounder uh, this previous draft. Kyler Murray's playing against the Rams. The first time he's been playing against a defense that's pretty good like this. Daniel Jones playing still, but it's in the snow. It's against a Green Bay defense who has been playing pretty decently uh, against the pass. And uh, then finally, it'd be Dwayne Haskins, who is still, he's coming off a win, but he's still not amazing um, and it's just going to be interesting to see how he develops throughout the rest of the season. And this game could be a very good predictor for how he develops and, and what he'll do in the future uh, in his career. But I think all these games are good games to watch because the quarterbacks need to show what they can do for the future of their franchises. So now mentioning uh, this, these games and how important they are to the playoff picture, I want to go over the current NFL playoff picture and what teams are projected to go and get into the playoffs, what teams are maybe projected to fall out of the playoffs, uh, what it's all looking like right now for the NFL. So right now, the Patriots are, are in the lead for their division. The Texans are in the lead for their division. Uh, other teams that you would expect, Kansas City's up in their division. And then finally a really good Baltimore team leading the AFC North. Uh, right now in the NFC, we have Dallas winning their division, Green Bay in first. New Orleans has already clinched. They're the first team to clinch a playoff spot there. They've clinched the NFC South and will be, in my opinion, a one or a two seed because of how good of a, a team they are. However, you don't really know because Green Bay being 9-3, and three, San Francisco being 10-2, Seattle maybe 10-2 after this week, and New Orleans being 10-2, it's all up for grabs for who's going to be that one seed who gets that bye week and that home field advantage for later on the playoffs. And then finally, you have San Francisco leading the division. The reason I wanted to talk about the NFC East is the fact that they are the division that is the worst by far. You have the Dallas Cowboys, who are 6-6 six six right now. Philadelphia, who going into this weekend is 5-6. Washington, 2-9. Giants, 2-9. The Giants are basically out of playoff contention, same with the Redskins. But two teams uh, that are almost exactly 500 going for a division title and two teams that could most likely end at 500 or one game above playing for a division title and then going to the playoffs is very interesting because you never know who's going to win. The Eagles have the easiest schedule in the NFL down the stretch, but if they lose to Miami, which is very likely to a hot Miami team with Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, they could fall out of the uh, contention even more than they have. And then Dallas, who's very bad against good teams, but pretty good against bad teams, 
you don't know how they're going to play the rest of their schedule, which is around the 11th easiest uh, left in the NFL. The most interesting division, other than the NFC East, in my opinion, is the NFC West. You have three teams in contention for the playoffs. However, one gets the for sure playoff spot, and then two have to vie for a wild card spot that's also contested by Minnesota. And that team is eight and three, with the Rams being six and five, and then Seattle or San Francisco, as I said, if San Francisco loses, it's up for grabs on who's gonna get that wild card spot. I personally believe Seattle will win the division. They play San Francisco once more. We saw what they did last time they won. They have a good defense and a better offense than San Francisco did. And I think San Francisco just doesn't have the offense coming down the stretch. Garoppolo is a good quarterback, but he's just not good enough. He doesn't make those plays that elite quarterbacks do. He's good. He's not great. Russell Wilson is great. Russell Wilson is probably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And he was the best quarterback in the NFL weeks one through eight until Lamar Jackson just showed out and just ran all over every team, then started throwing all over every team. It was just amazing what Jackson did. But for sure, Russell Wilson's going to be the runner-up for MVP. He's one of the only quarterbacks to be above 500 in his first eight seasons. And he's 31, so he's not that old yet. He can run, he can throw, he has really good weapons. Within Tyler Lockett, the rookie receiver DK Metcalf, and his tight end game has been very good in comparison to what it has been in recent years. Finally, the last week of this NFL season has probably the most important game, the Seahawks versus the 49ers. The Seahawks will come off games versus the Vikings, Rams, Panthers, and Cardinals to go and play a 49ers team who is uh, maybe hot, maybe cold, but who's also going to be really good after they come off games against the Saints, Falcons, Rams, uh, and those are the teams they're playing after they just played the Ravens. Um, But it'll be interesting to see how these two teams play out again and what the context is. Is this going to be a game for the division, or is this going to be a game where Seattle may be up a few games because of the hard schedule of the 49ers coming down the stretch? You you never know how it's going to play out. But In my opinion, it's probably going to be the best game of the year because both teams have everything to play for and everything to lose in the case that, you know, you win the division— you're probably going to get one of those seeds along with New Orleans, who is probably going to get another one of those seeds in the NFC. That's it for today's podcast. Thank you for listening to the Quick Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Eli Tabo. See you next time.